Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? Today is Tuesday, February 8th, and we have a very busy week in basketball ahead of us. Yes, we do. Do you think that anything is going to happen because I have no inclination to believe that Daryl Morey is going to do anything because he knows that he can get better. I think that we've been hearing a lot of rumors. I think people are getting very excited and ultimately I think nothing will happen. Uh, I just think Daryl Morey is going to be patient and um, he's not willing to give up too much else than Ben Simmons. So I think he'll, will in terms of the Ben Simmons trade, we'll stand pat. Uh, not saying we're not going to do anything else. We might do a little something here, maybe to add to our bench or or something. Um, but clearly, yeah, something else, and you know, so yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll go through all the rumors that have been circulating all week because there hasn't been a single day where we haven't heard anything. It's always something. It's always someone else. And at this point, even Shams and Woj are going back and forth with different takes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, those two are the, supposed to be the ones, and I, I look, uh, I guess in Woj we trust because I don't think he's been wrong lately. Yeah, but, just that, like, I mean, yeah, like you said, Shams and Woj are kind of saying opposite things, so I'm not really sure who to believe. I, my gut says Woj because Woj, you know, we know Woj has the inside scoop usually, and he's usually the first to report most things. Uh, but Shams has done a good job too. You know, he's he's still one of those guys that, um, you know, is first to report a lot of things as well. So I'm really not sure who to believe at this point. Um, it could but, be either one of them. They're both credible. That's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. So that's I'm problem. saying Woj at this point because he's saying the thing where it's like, yeah, nothing's happening. It's like, okay, that's probably true. Yeah. So, but we'll see when it comes uh, Thursday, and should be should be exciting nonetheless. Yeah, we'll go through every uh, every rumor that we've heard and how the Sixers have been playing of late. Um, and then the last thing we want to touch upon well, is the Super Bowl predictions, whether we think that the Bengals are going to win or get routed. It's one or the other in my mind. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, you know, and uh, I think uh, we've talked about this before. I love Joe Burrow, and I've been a Matt Stafford fan for a long time, so I'm torn. Yeah, I'm not really, you know, I mean, I would like to see the Bengals win, I guess, um, you know, but I really wouldn't care if the Rams ended up winning. Um, so I'm just hoping it's a good game. And uh, The last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, I had a migraine headache. Yeah, probably the worst game I've ever seen live. I was so bored and annoyed. I just wanted something to happen. Uh, yeah. on, honest to God, if a blimp landed on the field and halted the game until the next day, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have cared. That's how bad it was. Uh, Yeah, same. And I hope that we never have to experience something like that again in the Super Bowl. I mean, it can't be as bad as that one, right? Look. It's not Bill Belichick, but he made Sean McVay look stupid the entire game. Hopefully Zach Taylor will be a genius 
and look like look make Sean McVay look like an idiot once again. But while making Sean McVay look like an idiot, let them score a couple times to keep it entertaining. Right, exactly. Yes. Um all right, and then the last thing I do want to touch on actually is the MLB. This is a nightmare scenario. I'm a huge baseball fan and always have been. The sport's obviously declining in popularity. And you're going to let something like this happen. Yeah, it was probably worst case scenario for MLB at this point. Um, you know, like you said, the, the sport is, has been going downhill recently. And to have a lockout, you know, that's, you know, pretty much certain at this point going to bleed into the season. Uh, it's just worst case scenario for the MLB right now. We'll get into it a little bit. And uh, for now, I don't have anything left. What you say, Chippy? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. You know, let's start off this episode by talking Sixers. We we usually don't do that, but this is a big week. So let's just get right into it. I, I'm going to cut to the chase. How many different rumors did you see over the past two weeks? From verified uh, sources, too. I, I'm not just talking um, the famous Ballsack Media Twitter mm. uh, that was made after Dara Mori's interview. Yeah, I mean, a lot. A lot, a lot of James Harden rumors right now. Um, you you know, can say that. Despite the fact that a lot of people are saying the Nets are not going to trade James Harden. Um, you know, I've, I've heard rumors that they wanted Simmons and Maxi. Then I heard a rumor they wanted Simmons and Thibel. Now there's a rumor that they want Simmons and Curry. So I don't know what to believe. And like we said in the intro, you know, Woj is saying, nah, nothing's happening. Shams is saying, pretty much the opposite. Um, and then again, you just have all these somewhat credible people saying different things, you know, you don't really know what to believe. Um, you know, there was a rumor about Bradley Beal possibly being upset with, with the wizards. Um, you know, I mean, there's been a rumor that Damian Lillard is upset with Portland cause they're losing despite the fact that Damian Lillard is hurt. So again, I, I really don't know what to believe at this point. And that's that's the problem with, with today's media that I mean, we've talked about this before too. Um, you know, you just don't know who to believe and uh it's a shame because you know, we're so excited for a potential move. We just don't know. Um, so my gut says that nothing's gonna happen with Ben Simmons uh, at the deadline. Um, but again, I could be completely wrong, so we'll, we'll see what happens on Thursday, but I really don't know. Yeah. If, if I were a, a real gambling man that put wagers on a lot of things, I would bet nothing happens too. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. And there's just so many conflicting reports. And when you have a guy like Daryl Morey coming out and saying, 
you should only trust one source, but then not saying who it is. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard things from Keith Pompey. I've heard things right. from Shams. I've heard things from Woj. heard things from Bill Simmons. I, I don't know what to think. Yeah. And at, at this point, we just have to play the waiting game. Um, every single one of the deals includes a significant player. Now, let's look at them one by one here. The first deal is Simmons and Maxi for Harden. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. First off, why would you do that? Uh, you know, and the main argument is, oh, well, you know, it's James Harden. Okay, but then who do you have for your bench? Here's Who's the problem that I have with it, you know, whether it be Maxi or Thibel or, or even Curry at this point. This is on Simmons. So why – like I get, I get, you know, the Nets are going to want, you know, value back, and I understand that. But if you're the Sixers – I think you can't give up part of your future just to get Simmons off your team. Mm. The counterpoint would be that you're getting Harden. For for this year. He could leave in, in the summer. Yeah. So, you know, we have Maxie and Thibel for the next four or five years, and then we can resign him. Or whatever it is. Three, four years, and then we resign him. So, I just think you can't give up guys that could be your future just to get a guy who doesn't want to be here off your team. So, you know, I'm and again, I know they're going to have to give up value. So if you're, if you're Maury, you know, it's, it's gotta be Simmons and something that you, that can afford to, that you can afford to give up. Dirkon, Danny, that draft compensation. Right, whether that be a pick or Danny Green, you know, no no offense to Danny Green, but, you know, whether that be Danny Green or, if, you know, if you think Furcon's not a part of your future, whether I think, but I think Maury said that he... Yeah, I think Furcon's deal is a little too friendly for the organization to just um, give up. Or whether that be Shake Milton or, you know, one of your young guys like Isaiah Joe or, or Paul Reed or Charles Bassett, whoever it may be. I have read that a lot of the trade conversations with the Sixers have involved Paul Reed and Isaiah Joe. That's fine. That's fine. Like if you, but it, like if you think that Isaiah Joe has a future on your team, they don't do it. But you know, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what Moore's thinking right now. So I just think you got to. You got like I understand you got to get, get value back for Simmons, but you can't give up your future just to get him off, just to get him out of here. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, this goes back to something that I remember Maury saying, you know, Maury wakes up and wants to do the best for the Sixers, but every other GM wants to do the best for their organization. So they're going to try to get as much as they can. And it's not that organization's fault that Ben Simmons is being a toolkit. Exactly, exactly. So I, I see where the other organizations are coming from, too. And, you know, it, part of it is excitement coming up to the deadline. And a lot of the fans do fall into that trap yeah. where, you know, you think that these organizations should just take Ben Simmons as Ben Simmons and give you their best player. And that's right. not going to happen. Yeah, it's not realistic. Um, and, you know, like like you mentioned, the GMs are trying to, you know, win a championship just like we are. So. You know, this is all on Ben Simmons. This, this, you know, the reason we're trying to look for a trade is because of him. 
he doesn't want to be here, you know, and if you're a GM for another team, you you want to get value back as well. So um, th- that's why it's such a difficult situation. And that's why it's probably going to take a, a little while for, to find a, a good partner. You know, and, and another thing to actually consider too, you see the way that he's acting right now from being called out during a game. Yeah. That's where this all stems from. Let's mm-hmm. be honest with each other here. Game seven last year. Game seven last year is where this stems from. If I'm a coach, you know, I've when I played organized sports in high school and your coach calls you out, and I'm not talking for something stupid either. Like, mm-hmm. if you really screwed up and lost it, you deserve to be called out. Which he did. You know. He did screw there were, up. There were times that I wasn't happy when my coach reamed me out, but I didn't just go home. Yeah. And quit. Uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've quit one team sport in my life, and it was just because it was too much for me. But it's not like I was getting paid millions of dollars. Well, that and, you know, you were probably a kid. Yeah, I was 17. <laughs> so, you know, um, and it's just something you didn't want to do. Like, Ben Simmons wants to play basketball. It's just not Does he? It's, well. See, th- this is another conversation that I've been hearing a lot. And, you know, this is something that I've heard on the radio stations when, when callers call in. And, I mean, some callers are normal. Let's let's say that. A lot of them are crazy, but some of them are normal. I, I listened to a caller call in. um, and I think it was on Devon Givens' show at night. And he asked, you know, does Ben Simmons really like basketball? And it's like, you know, I don't know. Because I've seen videos of him streaming. There was a guy that called in Anthony Gargano's show recently that was just like, oh, yeah, I, I played with them and all. And, like, they, they were friends on the on a whatever gaming platform they play on. Mm-hmm. He's like, he can stream there for five hours. Just sits there and play plays video games, and he's mm-hmm. partnered with Phase Clan. So, is that what he wants to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the argument is, you know, he wouldn't have signed that five-year contract with the Sixers to extend him last year. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, that that could be an argument up for debate. Um, you know, and that's you know another thing. If he does get traded, will he play there? If he, if he truly doesn't want to play basketball. So uh, a lot of this goes to when you think of character and, you know. All last year, I heard Doc Rivers. Back up Ben Simmons mm-hmm. the whole time. I remember the one interview he said, if you don't realize what you got with Ben Simmons, you don't know basketball. Mm-hmm. And one one off comment happens, and I mean, like, Doc backed up Ben Simmons all year long. Yeah. All year long. Yeah, countless times. And one time he was let down and voices his opinion. Yeah. That's what it took after all year having your back. Yeah. That's one of those ones, too, where you have to sit back and just look at yourself, you know. And another problem that a lot of us do fall into is that some of these guys are still just kids. Yep. I'm 26, and I'm still a kid. Ben Simmons is 
turned 25. He's still 25. You're you're not fully mature, and like especially as a guy. Yeah. I hate to say it, guys, but uh, we think stupid things are funny until we're yeah. really old, and even then we still giggle. Uh, yeah. We're, I mean, listen, you know, as a man myself, I still act like a 12 year old, even though I'm 23 years old. Um, and like you said, you know, you're, tw- you're still, I mean, even you're 26, you know, you know, you may have your life in order, but in terms of the way you think and, you it's know, it's evolving ha- constantly, it, you're constantly, um, like you said, yeah, just, I mean, that's a great way to put it. You're constantly, your, your mind is constantly evolving in the way you think. And, you know, even at 25 years old, I mean, 25 is so young, man. Well, too, and it, who is around you and influencing you matters. Well, that, that's a huge part as well. That's a huge part. If you have people enabling your poor behavior and no one to tell you, like, yo, you're being an ass, you yeah. won't even think twice about doing something terrible. Yeah, because, I mean, Ben has surrounded himself with yes men and yes women. You know, they, they, they listen to Ben and say, oh, Ben, you're right. You know, everything you do is right. You know, you're, you're, you're not the bad guy here. But when you have, when you have prolific Hall of Famers calling you out. Exactly. exactly. Don't you think you should maybe think about it a little bit more? I mean, now, even, I know the damage is already done, so there's nothing you can do now and nothing anyone can do now, apparently. But this was handled I, I, poorly from two fronts. Yeah, and caused sure. by one front. Here, here's what I'll say. I have a couple things to say about that. You know, firstly, Doc, like we, you know, we mentioned Doc Rivers. He's not completely out of the wrong here. You know, I mean, even despite the fact that he defended him all last year, mm-hmm. you know, he did he did say that comment. And same thing with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid said, you know, it came down to that one play during the game, and obviously it was the Ben Simmons play. So they're not out of the fault, but you know. Ben Simmons has got to grow a pair and say, okay, it was on me and I'll be better. And two, like you said, there's a bunch of hall of famers calling him out. Like Shaq, obviously is a huge one. And, and Charles Barkley is a big one, but I, it was but like, it, I think it was last year. I saw a video on Twitter. It was an old, it was an old video of, of Kobe Bryant. And he was getting interviewed by someone. I can't remember. And they mentioned they were talking about like how Kobe Bryant came up in Philly and then somehow they got to the Sixers and or they said Kobe used to work out with the Sixers or whatever. And somehow the question came up was like, oh, what do you think of Ben Simmons? And Kobe literally said, dude can be an all time great if he just just shot the ball. And that's and I literally went on Twitter. I added Ben Simmons and I put that video on the at and sent it to him. I said, dude, listen to, listen to the goat. That's it. Everyone knew what was wrong with Ben Simmons. He knows too. And that, that's the thing. I, I, I do want to back away from this conversation and get back into the rumors, but this whole but saga, not- whether he gets traded or not is coming to a close soon. Because if it's not now, we know it's in the off season. Well, that's my point. Like, you're 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 gonna listen to to Rich Paul instead of Kobe Bryant or Shaquille O'Neal or Charles Barkley or anyone else who's called him out. 
Uh, you're going to listen to Rich Paul, who the only reason he has a job in the league is because, because of you. No, it's because of LeBron James, but LeBron being James. friends with someone, then, you know, like, and no disrespect to that. Like, if I ever make it big, I'm going to hire you to do something, Chip. I'm just saying I would hope vice versa, but vice versa. But there are people that you should have in your corner. Yeah. And as I started to get older, like, I'm, I'm not old, old, but, you know, like, as I've grown up, I realized you need to have no people in your corner, too. You need to have that one. You, you need to have people in your corner who who look at both sides. Have different perspectives. Exactly. You can't have people who just are just agree with you all the time. You got to have somebody who, like you said, is on but like it has both perspectives, who knows where both sides are coming from, and then voice their opinion. But he doesn't have that. And it's not even the fact that you have to disagree with that opinion or agree with that opinion. It's the fact that that opinion was presented to you and you listened to it. So you right. can and it's not it. like, And it's not like that person with a different opinion is like trying to hurt Ben Simmons in any way. That's just their opinion. You know, they're trying to help Ben Simmons. And like, so am I at this point. Like, if I was able to talk to Ben Simmons, like, yo, I, I would say, dude, you know, you got to grow up here and, you know, be a man and, and take this, you know, like a man. You know, come out. I mean, and and I, me personally, if Ben Simmons said tomorrow I'm going to play for the 76ers and played well, we would forgive him. Oh yeah. If you see, the thing is too, if he came out and had three straight 30 point games, all right, we're you're good. And he's and he's starting to shoot like he he takes shots. I mean, yeah. dude, he, he he would be within a week, people would love him again. Well, another problem with this whole situation has been, and, and this is why I think um, Rich Paul really messed mess this up for Ben and honestly your agent should look to do the best for you and whether Ben wanted to play or not Rich Paul should have told him look if you really want out you gotta play yep because your value tanks he would have been gone he would have been gone if he played if he wanted out kept it away from the media mm-hmm. and actually played and just said trade me don't tell anybody just I don't want to be here anymore yeah, I'll play as long as you, as long as you have me. As long as you're play. actively shopping. Find a trade. Yeah, find a trade partner. That's it. That's all you had to do. And if you're Rich Paul, that's what you say to him. Instead of getting fined over $19 million and not that playing at all. That number is so astronomical to me. It's nuts. That's, $19 million and growing. And, and yeah, it's going to keep going until he until he, until he plays. That's insane, man. But but that's I mean honestly, I don't think he cares. Honestly, you know I, uh, I actually saw a qu- I saw a quote from Danny Green's podcast saying that he's going to play eventually, and if he doesn't, we uh, I guess he had more money saved than we accounted for. <laughs> exactly exactly I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was close enough to the quote it was danny it was on danny green's podcast i'm not sure if it was danny green or not but yeah i read a lot of nba twitter i'm sorry forgive me yeah no it's fine um so yeah i mean that's that's what's going to come down to if we don't trade him he's either going to have to play or you know like like danny green said it, he has a lot more money than we thought so i mean like i, I really don't at this point I'm just putting my faith in Daryl Morey. I think he'll make the right move for the organization. 
Yeah. I think for the first time in a while, there's someone in there in the driver's seat that isn't going to make a dumb move just to make a move. Yep. Um, when we look at our past and we see moves to just make a move, Al Horford, that was a move just to make a move. For what? Yep. Uh, you yeah, know, trading sure. Mikael Bridges. What was yeah. that move for? That didn't need to happen. Didn't need to happen. What did we even get? Zaire Smith. And? I mean, nothing noteworthy. I yeah, mean, exactly. Smith. That was a Brett Brown trade. Yeah. Damn, that's a shame. Yeah, I know, right? Well, anyways, so let's talk about these other packages. So we already covered Simmons and Maxi. Wouldn't let that happen. Yeah. Simmons and Thibel. If Thibel goes, that leaves a gaping hole defensively. Here's my argument for Thibel. And you guys know I love Thibel. You know, he's probably, other than Embiid, he's probably my favorite player. You, you are, you're already without Simmons, who is a you know, top five defensive player in the NBA. You can't, you can't just continue to give up defense because you, you can't outscore the opponent every night. Defense plays a huge part in the NBA. And if you have a good defense, it, you know, it makes life easier. So get getting rid of your two best defensive players, you know, I mean, who else do you have? I mean, Harden doesn't play defense. I mean, he's an okay defender. But he's not. He's no Thibault Simmons. You know, I mean, who do you have? You have Seth Curry, not a really, not really a great defender. Danny Green's okay, but he's getting up there in age, and he'll get cooked by young players who are just faster than him. You know, Tobias Harris, you know, never really raved for his defense. I mean, Joel Embiid's a good paint protector, but he can't go out and guard the the three point line. Um, so I just think you can't give up someone who has that kind of defensive prowess like Thibel. Um he gets so many deflections, you know, he creates so many turnovers. Um and, you know, he's just he just knows what he's doing out there defensively. So um to me, and again, I, I you know, I'm a I'm a huge Thibel guy and I know, you know, I just said that, but um this is coming from a, a person who is really, really high on Thibel. Um I just think you can't give up someone like that who who is who is still developing offensively and still can be, you know, that that three and D guy um, who, you know, he's only, what, 24, 25 years old. Um, so I just think, you know, at his age with that kind of defensive ability, who's still developing offensively, I just think you can't give up someone like that. So who is uh, a part of the future, by the way? I don't think that he's on the untouchable list. I do think he's on the I'd rather not list. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, listen, and, Max definitely is untouchable at this point. Well, look, um, you know, and I like, I, I know that I'm the bigger Maxi guy out of the two of us. And I have been since he was drafted, but the improvements that he's made. Yeah. Coming into this year and shown this year. He's usurped Thibel on that list. I mean, he's going to be an all-star within the next two years. Yes. So and, I agree. Listen, I agree. I, I definitely think he's he's has passed Thibel in terms of untouchable, you know, or, or can't be traded, all that kind of stuff. I agree with you. Um, I'm excited for what that kid's going to do. In they're the just different. They're they're way different players. You know, my Maxi is clearly an offensive minded guard. 
Um, you know, he's fast. He gets the rim. He's developing a three-point shot. I mean, he's already a better three-point shooter than Thibel. Um, he's, so, not sca- he's not scared of driving he's not, either. And he's, not scared, he's not scared of the moment. You know, he's a big play kind of guy. Um, you know, he likes the big – he likes the, the bright lights, which is great. Um, so they're, they're just completely different players. But that, you know, put them together, you know, you, you have a good pairing there. Um, for the future, I mean. So, you know, like I said earlier, I, I just think you can't give up parts of your future that are vital to you possibly being successful later on. And now moving on from there, we have the potential of moving Seth Curry. You know, same same kind of deal with Maxi. You know, I think he's I mean, despite him being what like 31 years old at this point, uh, he's you know, he developed into a really, really good player, man. Um, you know, you know, even a couple of years ago when he's playing in Dallas, you know, he didn't really have the the uh, opportunity that he does here. And, you know, he's just developed into such a really good offensive player. Um, you know, a shot is is really just it's clean. It's, it's crisp. I mean, um, it's so smooth. So, you know, to me, Curry's the most likely that Maury would like to give up because, like I said, he's 31. Um, but he's had some nagging injuries this year as well. And he's exactly he's had you know a lot of injuries this year, which is another big one. That's a good point. Um, so I think that you know if if anything were to happen, um, I think Maury would do that. But you know, you still got to be a little skeptical. Skeptical if you're a fan, if you're a Sixers fan, because you know, like I said, he's developed so well since he's been here. Um, you know, he's turned he's turned himself in a really good starter, uh, just a solid starter, um, who can get you yeah, 15 to 20 a night. Um, just like I said, a great three point shooter. So um, we'll see. I, I mean, that's like I said, that's probably the most likely that uh, of the three that we're talking about, that's probably the most likely that would happen. Yeah, if it if it comes down to it. If the offer on the table is Ben Simmons and Seth Curry, I would do it. Yeah, I think I would do it as well. Uh, it's not that like I like Seth Curry and what he's done since he's been here. Yeah, it's no disrespect at all. It's just looking at it from even a business perspective. I'm not going to give up Maxi, who's shown me that, like you said previously, he's going to be an All Star if he keeps it up. Yep. Thibel. It really depends on the package for me. It would yeah. have to be a deep package. Yeah. Curry, it would have to be a good package. Mm-hmm. And I think Brooklyn would only be willing to do a, a good package. Yeah, definitely. So I, I really don't know. There are salary implications that we have to think about, too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Um you know, if if the Sixers were to wait until the offseason, that would be making it much easier for them because they can just sign and trade with Brooklyn for Harden. Because um, he would probably sign a pretty pretty hefty deal. Um, but if we were to do it now, we would have to add on something in order for the make to make the money work. Because uh, Harden's on his last year of his deal. Uh, Simmons signed that huge deal last year. He still has four years left. So we'll see what happens. If if something does happen, we'll see. Now, will he have three years left at the end of the season or four after the season? Uh, it's a good question. I can fact check that. I want to say he signed a five-year extension last year. So last year would be five. This year would be four. So maybe three. 
after this year. But let me fact check just to be sure. Yeah, if you could, because that, that it does make a difference. I mean, but still, three years is a long time. Oh, yeah, and I I am starting to believe more and more that the Sixers are more than willing to just let them rot. Oh, no question, no question. Um, ben Simmons will be a – yeah, so three years left after after this year. He will be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Now, it, hear me out. If, if he doesn't get traded by the deadline, it, I don't know very much about the NBA Players Union – but yeah. could could he not file a grievance with them? No, he signed a contract. There's nothing that he can do, even though he made it known that he wants to be traded on the union side? No, there's nothing he can do. Okay. And if anything, the players would back up the Sixers, not not Simmons. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure about that. I don't know anything about that. I'm ignorant in that regard. Um, I'm not sure how union processes work. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, the the players, like if he if he were to go to the players, they'd be like, dude, you signed a contract. What do you want us to do? You know what I mean? Like, there's no. Well, they're really- not they're not trying hard enough to trade me, even though I requested it. What else do you want us to do? Trade you, trade you for a bag of balls? <laughs> I mean. You know, we're trying as hard, we're trying to get as much value as we can out of you, man. I mean, you're not playing at all. What do you want us to do? If you were playing, it'd be much easier. You know, he's making it as hard as possible for them to trade him. And that's what the players would say. I mean, like, dude, just play. It's like, if you were to play, you would have been gone already. Hmm. So, you know, to me, if he went to the players, they would be on the Sixers side. Well... Couldn't he did sign a contract, but he's also not being paid. Would that be a problem union wise? He's not Ryan. He's not playing. He's not honoring the contract. I got exactly. it. But. He's not. He's not doing what the contract entails. Hmm. There's nothing he can say to the players that would make them be like, oh, you're right. He dug his own grave here. Well, see, there's another reason that the NBA hasn't stepped in. The, the NBA hates the Sixers, right? Listen, they're, the well, NBA is on the Sixers' side. Yeah, 100%. The NBA hates the Sixers, and when the NBA takes the Sixers' side, they're actually in the right exactly. spot. You know it's – then you know whatever the other side is doing is wrong. It, it's just the fact that if, if you were really hesitant about being in a city, you shouldn't have signed that long of a deal. That's your own fault. Yep. If you really yeah. wanted out, why'd you sign? Right. If you had any hesitation, you should have said, trade me now. And that's it. Or a shorter extension and work to right. trade me. Right. Um, if, if you wanted the bag, you could have got a short-term one. So, you know, he, he wrote his name on the contract. He's not playing. We find him. I mean, that's, 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 what, that's what's happening. Oh, boy. If he doesn't want to get fined, then he has to play. Well, I think we talked enough um, – about people I don't like in basketball, whose jerseys I have and I now have to remove letters from and mm. iron on new letters when mm. someone else plays with that number. Mm. Is that number now tarnished? I mean, if I if I was on the Sixers, I wouldn't wear it. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, I was thinking about this. What if JoJo changed his number to that? 
That'd be hilarious. That'd, <laughs> that'd just be a troll at that point. A troll Embiid. Troll Embiid. <laughs> All right. That, that's enough. Uh, that's enough mockery of the game of basketball. Well, who you got in the Super Bowl, man? I really don't know, man. I really, I it's a toss up for me. I mean, what I would like to see the Bengals win. Um, I, I just don't know. I really don't. Uh, if I had to pick, I mean, the Rams are home. Okay, let, let me say something first. Before you but say the Rams are at home. They don't really have any fans. There are no Rams fans in Los Angeles. That is Raider country. Um, and, and 49ers town. They just split between the Raiders and the Niners. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I had to pick, just because I want them to win, I'm going to say the Bengals. I am, okay. I am betting on the Bengals, plus four. Oh, jeez. I bet $50 on the Super Bowl every year, and it ain't stopping this year. But if the Rams were to win, the only person on the Rams I would actually be happy for – actually, there's three people on the Rams I'd be happy for. Stafford. Matt Stafford won because I love Matt Stafford. Two, Bobby Trees. Even though he tore his ACL, I love Bobby Trees. Yep. And three, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I was going to say Cooper Cup as well. You know, I mean, like, I like Van Jefferson, but he hasn't really been in the league all that long. OBJ, he was on the Giants, so I have to hate him. Um Cam Akers, I don't really care for, but I don't hate either. He's my keeper for next year, so. He worries me, fantasy-wise. I mean, I got him in the 16th round because he tore his Achilles, and I was like, I'll just keep him for next year. So, I think a shot in the dark, why not? That's smart. Did you keep him all year? Yep. Nice. He was on my, uh, he, he was on my lone IR spot all year. Oh, oh, it was in your league with an IR. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not our league, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Kyle uh, Murray, my keeper in that league. I, uh, well, I, I took Travis Etienne in that league, so. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. D- Ducky P has him now, so. There you go, yeah, Ducky P. Shout out Ducky P. Uh, Jaguars head coach for replacing the beautiful and definitely not tarnished legacy of urban meyer like mm. oh my god like totally. he, urban meyer was such a great head coach oh so good good lord he was so good to his players too oh my gosh yeah you know he he really wanted to show those field goal uh no, excuse me those kickers yeah how to um kick and yeah. by kick kick them yeah, yeah. and allegedly I mean, listen, he was so good that he was so good that he didn't even last a year. He was so good that he allegedly was dancing with someone at an alleged Ohio bar. Mm. Wasn't that wasn't related to him Mm. in the marriage way. Allegedly. Anyway, shout out Dougie P. Yeah, you know, look, you're going from Urban Meyer. To Hagen Das. I mean, Doug yeah. Peterson. I mean, that's probably why they hired him, is because the ice cream, right? 
Ishad Khan probably walked into the interview and Dougie Pugh was like, you like Hagen Das? As soon as he said that, he's like, you're hired. It's like, what? It's like, I like Hagen Das. I'm going to have one. Do you want one? Probably like, Sh- sure. <laughs> Who's their GM? Trent Balk? I don't know. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name at all, I'll be honest with you. I think it's Trent Balk, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think Dougie P's a bad head coach, honestly. I was kind of shocked that he wasn't getting as much love. But back to the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, yeah, Trent Balk. Yeah, that's this Jaguars GM. Um, yeah, Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Bengals. Um, but, you know, don't be surprised if the Rams win. So, I think, look, it really depends on how the Rams play defensively. Uh, Jalen Ramsey has two modes. He kills it or he lets up big plays. And yeah. he's been really I mean, good this look, year. If Aaron Donald gets in the backfield, then it's game over. I mean, that's the biggest thing. The Bengals O line is Yeah. Questionable at best. Yeah. And I the latest thing I want is Joe Burrow getting blown up eighty five times in the Super Bowl. I mean, hey, he got sacked nine times with the Titans and still won, so that's true. You know, it, it does, and it depends on how the Bengals' defense plays. If yeah. you look at how they shut down Kansas City in the second half, I mean, yeah. they played lights out. And even in overtime, that interception Patrick Mahomes threw was banged by a defender to another defender, right to him. Well, I will say, I will say, you know, there's two Matthew Staffords, right? There's the, the one Matthew Stafford where he plays really well. You know, he finds Cooper Cup a lot. Um, Throws last-minute bombs you know, yeah, to Matt yeah, Stafford, to uh, Cooper Cup. Up field goal to win. And then you have the second Matthew Stafford where he the just – 210-yard, three-interception Matt Stafford. Right, yeah, he, where he chucks up the ball, triple covered to Cooper Cup, and it gets intercepted. So, you know, it depends on what Matthew Stafford you get. Um, but if you get Matthew Stafford who – you know, throws 60-yard bombs to Cooper Cup to set up the field goal win, then, you know, the Rams have a good shot at winning, so. You know, I was also thinking about this, too. Uh, when I look at the matchup, Eli Apple versus Cooper Cup. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then the, the the thing that the Bengals have going for them is, look, you'll probably have Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yep. T. Higgins is a behemoth. Tyler yep. Boyd is low key really good. Yeah. Low key good. If yeah, that's, both that's, of them are covered, Tyler Boyd in the slot will have the game of his life. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why the Bengals are so, you know, that's why they've gone this far because they have so many weapons. Um, you know, if Jalen Ramsey takes Jamar Chase out, like you said, they have T. Higgins, they have Boyd, you know, they have Mixon out of the backfield. Um, I think Uzama is hurt, but Is know, he gonna play? I don't know the severity of his injury, I'm not sure. I'm going to fact check that, but continue your point. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, they, the, the Bengals have so many weapons, you know, they can take out a guy like Jamar Chase, but then they can go to someone like T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd to, you know, because like in the AFC Championship game, T. Higgins had a, had a nice day, you know, despite the fact that Jamar Chase got, was taken out. You know, Jamar Chase had a few catches, but um, it was ma- mostly T. Higgins. So, um, 
I mean, that's, you know, that's, again, that's why the Bengals have made it so far. But I think, I think the key for them is, is if they can limit Matthew Stafford defensively um, and Cooper Cup as well. Because uh, if you can limit those two guys uh, and obviously stop the run, then they should have a good chance of winning. Uh, he has a sprained MCL, but he's going to give it a shot to suit up. Okay. Um, surprisingly enough, Tyler Higby has the same injury and they're wow. both probably going to play. That's crazy. So who's their uh, Cincinnati's backup sample, right? Uh, yeah, I believe All so. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I am. But yeah, it should be a good game. Oh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl where there's teams in it I don't despise. Isn't it great? <laughs> where you don't care who wins. Where you can actually just watch it and say, yeah, that was a good game. I like that. You can just enjoy football. And hopefully the commercials aren't terrible this year. I need some funny yeah, last, last year was kind of a bust, huh? Yeah, there was no funny ones. They were all kind of just like, we are very innovative. Yeah. A lot and of sad like, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Not, not really trying to get sad when I'm watching the Super Bowl. Well, you can you can hype me up. Yeah. Or you can make me giggle. Exactly. That's it. Yep. And there's one last topic I want to touch upon. The MLB season is going to be delayed. Yeah. What are they doing? Like, it's at certain. this point, it seems like they're just nickel and diamond. You know, I just think both sides aren't willing to back down. Um, and, you know, that's not, not really the best news that you want to hear as a fan. Um, but the players want what they want. Owners want what they want. And they're not going to back down until, you know, one of the sides gives up. So so if you say anything pro owner, you're getting roasted on Twitter right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think personally the players should get more. But the way that you look at every single negotiation, if one side got everything that they wanted. Yeah. The next time they come in, they're going to have even crazier demands, and yeah. it's they, they're going to expect to get everything they wanted again. Yeah. So you have to be a toolkit. You got you got to be willing to compromise. And it's not even like a compromise you want. You know, do you think when I worked at a grocery store for a bunch of years when I was in high school and part of college that I wanted to get a nickel raise? <laughs> do you think that was the raise I really desired? I mean, and just just for fact check, that's legitimately what we got. It was great. It was a nickel raise. It was. It was. I worked incredible. there for. I worked there for over a year. I got one raise, and it was a nickel. Uh, yeah. One Christmas when I came back, I said, "Yeah, I'm not doing it for uh, less than a dollar fifty. And they're like, "We'll give you fifty cents." I said, "A dollar," and they actually did the dollar, and it was only because it was three weeks. <laughs> And that place sucks. <laughs> oh man. Oh dude. No, that, that was just that. That's what it was being employed as a teenager. It was like, yep. yeah, you don't need. What do you? What do you need an extra dollar an hour for? What's wrong with you? Like, I don't know. I want to be able to afford my car insurance and take my friends to a movie. Or like, take my girlfriend to a movie. Maybe that would be nice. That'd be nice. Uh, and and a gas gas tank um oh, to drive yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and food. Can't and, forget yeah. that. Need that. Need that to live. And electric bills. Mm. Cable. Yeah. At the time. At the time, yeah. Yeah, no more cable now. Yeah. Cut that cord. I cut that cord. I did it. Legitimately. I have successfully not had cable for almost a year now. Yeah, yep. It's a great feeling. Proud of you, man. Yeah, I just bought a digital antenna so I can still watch all the football I want. And whenever I want to watch Red Zone, I subscribe to um, another platform. No free advertisements, Chip. No, my 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 apologies. Yeah, uh, whatever the yeah, whatever has Red Zone. Whatever's cheapest and whatever. Uh, well, first off, you go through all the ones that give you free trials yep. in the first month or two. Yep. Go through and then the- you have to pick one to subscribe to. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but. But you make new emails and do it all over again. But speaking of Red Zone, shout out to Scott Hansen. I love Scott Hansen. He's my boy. I miss yeah. I would kill for him to just say Octobox one more time. Oh, or seven hours of commercial free football start now. Oh, if he said the I, witching I would pay, hour. I would pay money to, to hear that. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's on Cameo. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big gift idea. Ooh. Yeah, you're on to something. That is a big gift idea, Chip. Do we have any um who who would like that? That's hilarious. You. Yeah, that'd be great. Your birthday's in what, less than two weeks? I'm old. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you right now, my my philosophy on birth on birthdays lately, uh the last two years didn't happen. Just for reference, he's gonna be twenty seven this year. So that's not true. I'm gonna be twenty five. No, he's going to be 27. He's lying to you. 25. 27. 27 with an asterisk. There's no asterisk, man. You're 27, all right? There is an asterisk no, because, there's honest to God, if I went into anywhere, a bar, a supermarket, and just said, yeah, I'm 25, people would believe me. Well, yeah, of course they would, but you're 27. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean, guess? You were born 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. You were. Whether you like it or not, the big old 2-7 is a come. And as soon as you hit that, I'm going to tell you that you're pushing 30. I did it with my brother. I did it with my father, who is uh, 58 right now. But the minute he turned 57, I told him he's pushing 60. So, wait, I have to be 28 to be pushing 30? No, 27. 27 is pushing yeah. 30? That's three years away, though. I know. Okay, so you're just being a tool. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's but it's my rule. I made it for myself, and I'm going to stick with it. All right, well, you're pushing 25. I know. I am. You're right. Mm, that sucks. It's better than 30, though. It's better than pushing 40. That's true. I don't think you I know, know what else is great about the MLB not happening? Nothing. We don't have to ever, ever, ever hear about the Phillies' terrible bullpen until the season starts. That's right? that's a good point, actually. I, I'm just saying. Or a terrible starting rotation. Well, would you rather 
hear about how their pitching is awful than not have baseball at all. For the Phillies? Like, just, like, because, I mean, you like all you like all MLB teams. Like, you just like to watch baseball. So, like, would you rather not be able to watch baseball at all or hear about how the Phillies pitching is absolutely terrible? I'd rather watch baseball, I'll be honest. Exactly. You know, I, I go back to the days where, like, I was really invested into baseball. You remember Baseball Tonight? And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm talking back in the day, Baseball Tonight, where they covered every single home run and they would commentate on them. Um, yep. You know... When Albert Pujols was just hitting home runs every single at bat, it felt like. Yeah. That was the, the for me, that was what drew me in. I, I just remember like being 10, 11 years old, just glamorizing these great athletes, bopping home runs left and right. Yep. You know, I'm not a Mets fan at all by any circumstance. F the Mets. But yeah. when Andy Chavez caught that ball over the wall, was that against the Cardinals? Something like that, yeah. That was nuts. Because I was yeah. like, oh, that's gone. That's gone. And that dude pulled it down. Yeah, when the Tigers I mean, made the World Series that one year. Sean yeah. Casey. The, the, the golden age for me of baseball was right around when the Phillies won. I think that really made me appreciate baseball so much more. Um, 05 through 2011 were probably the best years for me. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right in those years were were, were the best. right when the White Sox won the World Series forward until the Phillies collapsed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, when when the Phillies won, I was I was 10 years old. You know, uh, I was you know every single game I was watching with you know whoever with my dad or my friend or whatever it was. Um, you know, we went to the parade. Uh, and the Phillies were good. I mean, they were one of the best teams in the MLB and, you know, every year it seemed that they were making the playoffs that they had a, a, a real shot to win the world series. Ultimately they didn't, but they should have. So, uh, okay. Let, let me ask you this. Do you remember, and this, this should signify the golden age of baseball in our minds as younger guys. Yeah. Remember the old Comcast Sportsnet theme song? Yes. Where it was like the organ in the background. Yep. And it was the guy, like, I, I could have swore it was Jimmy Rollins, but apparently it was just a computer guy. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool. And then you listen to Harry Callis, and I was always so excited by that. Harry Callis with, with Gary Matthews or... Wheels. Or Wheels. Uh, yeah, that was... Man. That's a throwback, man. I said, and you know, too, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're an anti T Mac show, but T Mac has to get his baseball priorities in order. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, I'm not against you, but I, I need you to, when something cool's happening in the game, I don't care about what candy someone in your family got. <laughs> I, listen, he, he has a good commentator voice. Yes. But, he just doesn't, he's just not a good baseball guy, man. He's just not, I mean, like you said, and especially when it's him and Kruk, oh my God. I mean, that's all I talk about is food. I know. I mean, dude, I don't I wanna, like John Kruk too. I don't want to hear about how John Kruk ate 15 hot dogs before the game. I don't care about that. That's actually pretty impressive, but whew. like, tell me what about the game. 
Like that's why you're there. That's the literal the literal point why you're there is to tell us about how the game is going. Who is the other guy that you hated? There, uh, there was someone you hated in that group. Oh, oh, uh, so what's his name? Greg Murphy. Why do you hate Greg Murphy? I despise <laughs> Greg Murphy. Dude, he wasn't even – he didn't talk no, that much. No, he had listen, like two segments. No, listen to me. Greg <laughs> Murphy is the bane of my existence. I despise him. Like as a human, I'm sure you're a great man. I'm sure you have a loving wife and family and friends and all that kind of crap. My uncle actually knows you. I despise you when I'm watching the Phillies, okay? That is the okay, and you know, like I thought my hatred for some random people no. is pretty crazy. That one I hate. I hate Murphy more than I hate Andrew Knapp. Wow. <laughs> okay. Like every time I would watch the <laughs> Phillies and they said, "Hey Murph, what are you doing?" I would I would legitimately <laughs> switch the channel. I'm not even kidding. I <laughs> can't stand Greg Murphy. They would just go to him and they he would just talk about something that. <laughs> had nothing to do with with the game like what you were useless literally <laughs> like they just gave you a job just so you could have a job i could mute like he, they were like hey murph uh you, you just go out and do something He'd be like all right see you later like i don't care about oh the, little, the little kids field out in center field i don't care about that or like what what food is around the ballpark? Murph was the most useless person on NBC Sports Philadelphia, and I I just I could not stand him. All right, I gotta breathe. That was like, the most I don't I, I mean random. I mean no ill will to him and does. family and all that kind of stuff, but you're he has such little influence. When you were on my screen when I was watching the Phillies, I switched the channel. Okay. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Okay. Like if like listen, NBC Sports Philadelphia, if you're listening, you're not. I know you're not, but if you are, put Scott Fransky on TV. Put Scott Fransky and Larry Anderson on TV, and you will they're infinitely better. Than Tom McCarthy and John Crook. Like, I'm sorry, but if you ever listen to sports radio when the Phillies are on, Scott Fransky's great. He calls the game perfectly. You know, he lets you know everything that's going on. And I know he's on radio, so you have to be more descriptive, but just put, like, literally put Scott Fransky on TV and just keep the way that he's doing it and to be beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, you can go with the Sixers with that, too. I mean, when. Tom McGinnis, like, I love yeah. listening to Tom McGinnis. And, you know, Kate Scott's new to the city, so, I mean, her and Ola still have to build a lot of chemistry. It's not just going to happen overnight. It, she's not She's not the best. Really? She's not the best. I think, I, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I think it's just the, how do she I needs, put it? There's overemphasis on things that are stupid. Right. She needs to be more fluid. Yes. And it, she it needs to be sometimes excited. it doesn't sound genuine. She doesn't sound excited when something big happens. Yeah, like it's Embiid kind of more just like, like a, oh, that happened. Woohoo. Yeah. Like if Embiid has a poster on somebody, you you you're going nuts, bro. Like you need to be jumping out of your seat screaming. 
Kate Sots. I like, want to hear the passion. I want you to say, Joel Embiid just stole that man's soul. Yeah. Embiid just eviscerated the rim. Like, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear you go nuts. Because if you do that, then I go nuts. Like, if you listen to radio when Tom McGinnis calls the games and, and B does something like that, he is, like, he is screaming. And I love it. And, you know, I, I want to say something. I think this also falls on Allah Abdel Nabi, too, because he's not really talking as much as he did before. And, you, know, you know, if you've been in that seat, you have to be more talkative no i think i think like you said earlier i think him and kate need to be need to have a better rapport together well i, I mean think, they're not going anywhere i think that they just no, need no, to, no. i think, you know too like and i'll be honest with you there's stupid criticism that's just like why are you even saying that and there's criticism that me and you are given right now where it's yeah, just like yeah. oh you know maybe a little bit more time before i make any decisions yeah like i think i think if like because him and mark had such a good common like a good chemistry you can just yeah. tell uh, so I think they need to build that chemistry together. It's going to take time. I think Kate can be a good announcer. She just needs to be, like you said, she needs to be more, um, like, just excited when something big happens. Like, you know, get get be, the fans excited. That could be from, how do I put it, too? Because I, I don't want to sound that way because I know there's people on the radio and whatnot that are excited about Philly but aren't from Philly. You know, Mark Zumoff was Philly through and through. Yeah. And – that's a special breed, you know, that it, it's well, not like you that's not from here. So that's another thing I know. And that's what I'm trying to get at. I, I think that the Philadelphia market is a unique market. Yeah, a very no unique market. No doubt. You don't have to be from here to be respected. You do have to try to improve yourself to be respected. And, yeah. you know, this goes back to the whole Ben Simmons situation and all. But I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. Is that why she's not as excited, you think? Just I, no I just real think, attachment? I, well, that, and I think, you know, I think we, we fell so in love with, with Zoom Off. We had him for so long that we're just so used to him calling the games that if it's anybody else, we're like, oh, we're going to nitpick at whoever it is. You know, no matter who it was going to be. Yeah, we're I think we're a little guilty whoever. of that, too. Um. I'm I'm not making any final decisions right now. I'm just saying like Listen, she's I, a good she's a good I don't hate listening to the games. Like I usually a, put them all on their homework. Like if she were to call a nationally televised game, she'd be fine because she's not rooting for any team, you know, she's calling it fair both sides. It's just I think she needs more time here in Philadelphia. She needs more chemistry with all. You know, that's actually a very good point you brought up there. So do you think that she would be – she's trained currently in her profession. Yes. To be more qualified for a nationally televised game where you yeah. don't need bias. Where in the Philadelphia market, we want you to be yeah. wearing our jersey and yeah. at the top of the parade float. And we want you to rip the head off of the other team. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think she needs more time here. And I think with time, she'll be better. Honest to God, I'm with you. And, yeah. you know, I didn't realize that on Twitter recently, there's been like a lot of random comments on the Sixers page about how bad she's been. And I'm like, I don't think she's that bad. Jeez. She's not awful. She's just not great. <laughs> yet. She's not. I, I mean, again, I, I keep comparing to Mark Zumoff, but she's not. She's not even close to Mark Zumoff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's and again, she, that's you said did. it yourself. We could just be nitpicking because it is Mark Zumoff and we well, love yeah, it. So I mean, listen, Mark Zumoff was, I mean, he was the epitome of Philadelphia. You know, he's been, he was here for so long. 
you know, he, he, I mean, he loves the Sixers, you know, I think he's from here. So, it, it, you know, everything you want in a commentator, Mark Zumoff was, um, you know, he was, he was excited. He got excited when, when things happened, he was bummed when things weren't going well, like when we were 10 and 64, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, he just, he was just a good commentator, man. And, you know, uh, we always think we, we have snippets of commentators like Tom McGinnis and Mark Zumoff that, you hear on sports radio all the time yeah. being used. You need to come up with your own saying too. Um, there's That's two true. times there's, t- this is a, cri- this is, this is actually a critique and I'm not being mean by saying this. There's two times that I heard Kate use two things from other people and not even like credit them at all. Yeah. When she used Mark Zumoff's turning garbage in the gold, I didn't like that. Make up yeah. your own thing. Just, yeah. you know, make the broadcast your own. Yep, exactly. I agree. And, you know, you got liberty to make up whatever you want to. It could be banging. Yeah. I mean, even even with, like, national tub, like, Mike Breen has his, his – he goes bang every time a three's hit, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, every time a big three's hit, that's his saying. You know, um, Mark Jackson has, you know, the – What's the what's thing? He's like, uh, oh, he's like, mama, there goes that man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like every, every, every commentator has their own saying, you know what I mean? So, um, Tom McGinnis is get excited, get excited. Yeah. Get excited. <laughs> um, you know, Reggie Miller's is, um, or it used to be, what was it? It was the camera. Oh, what did Reggie Miller used to say? Oh, he's like, actually, this is, this I, is your Kodak moment. working on one, and I'm excited to hear it. Reggie Miller's was, this is your Kodak moment when a big, like, dunk happened or something, because they would take oh, pictures. Sick. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just got to no, have, you got to come up with At that them. point, you have to be working on one. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got to, yeah, if you want to be remembered, you got to have that saying that, you know, everyone knows you for, you know? That just makes you a, just makes you remembered for as being a good commentator, so. Yeah, and, you know, I, I. I think there was one game I was watching it. Who was it? Where it was like, she, her and Ola were talking, and it was about, oh, you know, as a commentator, you have to keep perspective from both sides. No, no, not, not, here. not yeah, no, not if you're not if you're a, a commentator for a specific team. That's for for a nationally televised game, yeah, no doubt, but not for. You know, you're on NBC Sports Philadelphia, so you better talk good about Philadelphia. Yeah. So, like, if you're on NBC Sports Washington, then you talk well, good about the Wizards. Or if you're on, is you that know, NBC- how it is everywhere else, or is that just Philly? Uh, there, well, there's NBC Sports California. Well, I know that they're everywhere. Like, there's Bally Sports uh, and all that, but yeah, are the commentators not as biased? On those no, they are. They are. I, I mean, I watch highlights sometimes of other games just because what like what I'm bored. Um, the Wizards commentators are really for the Wizards. Um, the the Pelicans one. The Pelicans are really bad right now. It's kind of funny every every time listening to them, they're just like, we're just not good. Um, uh, we, welcome the to the Bulls, ne- welcome to the next loss. The Bulls, uh, the Bulls guys, they, I mean, they, yeah, they love the Bulls. I mean, yeah. So if you're, if you're a commentator for a specific team, you better, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta be favor of one team, you know? I got you. So. Well, yeah, I think, I think we've reached our destination for the day. We've been rambling for the last 30 minutes about BS and we really hoped you enjoyed it. Honestly, we're trying to do a more casual approach to everything. 
you know, uh, Chip, I need you to do me a favor, though. Mm-hmm. Shut me up occasionally. Mm. Okay. We've reached our destination destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. On there, you can find us on Spotify. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and on iHeartRadio. We're also on Google Podcasts and most likely wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to the Wake Shop. You can get your TVW merchandise. Uh, you know, it's cold outside. It's 30-something degrees, and you should probably get a beanie. And I would recommend our nice, cozy, comfortable, the bandwagon, the Philly bandwagon beanies. Our hoodies are the most comfortable hoodies I wear to bed. Uh, I wear them to the – I wear them to Wawa all the time. And you know why I wear them to Wawa, Chip? Because they're comfy. You love, you love Wawa? I love Wawa. They're comfy. And I'm rocking my own merch because I'm cool like that. Hey, Ryan. Yes, sir. Shut up. Thank you. Well, <laughs> all right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at the PHL bandwagon. We share uh, we share polls every week. We really do like your engagement this week. I bet you wondered what it's going to be about. It is the trade deadline. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, you know, uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at PHL Ryan Michaels. You want to follow Chip, he's at PHL Chip Tunin. You can also follow us on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. Um, the Instagram's coming eventually. Yeah, maybe. What Sometime. I guess. If you if we have an Instagram, then you know it's the end for us. <laughs> Our last episode, we'll make an Instagram for Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we've reached our destination. Uh, We'll see you at the next stop. Everyone stay safe. Have a good time with the Super Bowl this weekend and keep your fingers crossed at the trade deadline that they don't trade Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thibault because I'll cry. I will legitimately cry. Yeah. Mostly for Tyrese Maxey on my part. I agree. Bye. F. Ben Simmons. Dude, you're being a real Andrew Knapp right now. All right, Hector Nair, relax.